HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hello, welcome to Let's Eat In on Heritage Radio Network, um, brought to you by Roberta's Pizza and also uh, a quick you know, announcement about one of our sponsors today, White Oak Pastures Cattle. Um, White Oak Pastures Cattle are raised in a manner that has stood up the test of time. It begins with southern sunshine, unpolluted country air, and fertile coastal soil. The cattle are allowed to roam in pastures that gr- and graze freely on sweet native grasses all their lives. For more info, go to whiteoakpastures.com. Really, really, really good beef if you're into that. Of course, uh, we are founded by Heritage Foods USA here at Heritage Radio. So, um, you know, that's a big part of... Uh, what we talk about food, good food, good stuff. I'm your host, Kathy Oway. I forgot to mention that. And today we have a wonderful guest who's a terrific cook named Deb Perelman from Smitten Kitchen. Thanks so much for coming here. Thanks for having me. This is really fun. Um, Deb is actually, you've never been on Heritage before, right? No, it's my first time. Well, thank you. I'm so thrilled. Um, we also have another guest, Michael Harlan Turkel. He is a fabulous cook as well and photographer, photo editor for Edible Brooklyn and Edible Manhattan. And he is on uh, in a cab right now, uh, getting stuck in traffic, but he'll be with us very shortly. Anyway, so uh, so what's new, Deb? You have a um, big announcement, right? Oh, um, well, I just signed a um, deal for the uh, Smitten Kitchen cookbook, which will be out light years from now <laughs> in 2012 we were just joking around in about blog how. years that's like a decade 40 years yeah, yeah i yeah. mean i'll be uh the, the blog will be five and a half years old by then that's um that's that's, that's a long time congratulations <laughs> but, yeah we haven't actually so i feel like it's kind of like we're still working out the um publication date but we're looking strongly at spring 2012 right now and it can change you know if you're if yeah. you need more time it's all let yeah. it marinate exactly kind of, uh, yeah, just trying it. to figure out the best time for it, but we're excited. Totally. Do you have a subtitle yet? This? Nope. Okay, the Smitten Kitchen Cookbook. It's just period. This, that's <laughs> it. There's just uh, we're still. I mean, it's so new. I mean, I wasn't even going to be talking about it yet, but then it just sort of happened. Like 
got out and now it's out and that's good it's fun it's i've been really excited about the uh, feedback so far so i am too. hopefully people yeah. will still remember it in 2012 and i mean you'll be blogging away right i hope to that's another thing with mm-hmm. the long lead time is that it's very important to me that the site doesn't go dark i'd like to be updating at almost the same pace i am now and um because that's where the people are that's the re- reason we're doing this so i, I absolutely the i'm sure there there will all be um uh, understanding if you have to take some time off and can I, you know, no, no, you're going to go full I throttle. I really want to go full yeah. throttle. I'm a little insane. I mean, I'm, you know, we'll see what happens in those last few weeks before deadline, but the hope is to keep everything live and busy. Terrific. And uh, it's with Random House or? It's, uh, it is. It's uh, with Knopf. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's a imprint of, uh, I think I'm going to say that wrong. Maybe it's not an imprint. It's definitely part of the Random House umbrella. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's a, it's a really cool house. They have a lot. They have a lot of really great cookbooks. They have a lot of um, really famous cookbook authors. I don't really know what I'm doing there. Yeah, you're in but great company. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's like you know Julia Child and you know Mother Joffrey and like I don't know. It's insane. I don't know where Deb Perlman fits in there, but it's an honor to be among them. That's really exciting. You know, it's so funny because uh, Julia Child. You know, when she first had that cookbook, she didn't have her show before. She didn't have a blog. She didn't have all these followers and all the incredible, like you know, amounts of people uh, interacting with you through comments. There's like there's two hundred, you know, per post on <laughs> Smitten Kitchen. There can be, especially when it's about pop tarts, but. Um, <laughs> What's yeah, up it's with crazy. Really? I guess people are really. They, Those everybody loves. Look great. They tasted pretty good too. Yeah. I'm biased, but I thought they were good. I, you know, people like doing homemade versions of things that you find mm-hmm. in the store. A lot of times, you know, especially now more than ever, people are looking at labels on food and they're saying, "I really, I didn't know I was eating that. Do I have to eat that? Is eating that optional? You know?" And I really enjoy this. This isn't about. You know, it can be, can it be inherently enjoyable, but also something that I feel good putting in my body. Right. Um, It's not processed. So, yeah, exactly. And it's just sort of like, you know, you've got this sort of trust thing where you believe when you're buying something that it is what it says it is. And then you look at the label and you see like, this is not even real chocolate in here. (laughs) This is really not. And this is not necessarily just Pop-Tarts, but, you know it's disappointing and it's really nice to know that it's really not that hard to make it at home it's you know when you're talking about something like a pop tart you're talking about like a a sturdy pie crust you're talking mm-hmm. about jam you can do anything right. with it and why did you choose to say pop tart rather than like because I believe that's that's something you know it's a it's commercial trademarked and trademarked I'm gonna get sued I'm gonna right. get a nasty gram but um, you know what I, I thought it was important that people knew exactly what I was talking about I mean you mm-hmm. can call it toaster pastries or whatever but I, anyway that was just or an example strudel of, right is that kind of the they're the probably all trademarked whatever because um, pop tarts is kind of born from the processed food age right and I, I, I think so and yet I just you know it kind of it was important to me that people knew what I was talking okay. about or just gave some reference but you know I really I don't worry about that much I'm sure at some point I'll get a little nasty gram and then I'll change the title to toaster pastries or something no I think that that was what was so grabby about it too or not the only thing that but it it was really cute you know how you translated this thing that was in a box into into a home thank you I thought it was awesome I thought it was cute. So we also have Michael, who showed up. How's it going? <laughs> Thanks so much for making it. Oh. Uh, you good? You're all, all good, yeah. All you right. Know, that, that lovely L train uh, isn't always the most reliable. Oh, man. I got a, I got a, I got an easy deal then. <laughs> I think today, we got an I, easy deal, too. I don't think yeah. I've ever been early for anything in my entire life. And we actually <laughs> got here early. Excellent. So, Michael, what have you been uh, shooting lately? 
Um, not shooting so much as far as kind of editing and reorganizing. Okay. So latest uh, Edible Brooklyn comes out or going to layout right now comes out mid-June. Um, but I actually shot two cookbooks that are coming out this fall. So we're kind of at first pass. Uh, one actually all about Brooklyn called the New Brooklyn Cookbook. I know about that one. Yeah. I, that, that's with William Mar- Marrow. That, that's Mar- the one. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I met we, them. They were talking about it. I was like, that sounds so cool. Oh, I was gonna, so excited about it. <laughs> it. It was an epic amount of work, but uh, it's going to definitely show in the end. Ooh. So I got to see the first pass this weekend and uh, very ecstatic. Sweet. Very cool. I'm really yeah. excited about that cookbook too. I have to say, like, you know, she, I, I met with the um, editor and she was just telling me about it and it just sounded so cool. I, everything just sounds like it's going to be so cutting edge, but also just really like embodying stuff that, you know, New Yorkers have known about for years out here, but that, you know, the rest of the country doesn't really see what's going on. And just, you know, there's like, isn't like 21 restaurants oh, or something no, like that? Oh, no, 31 restaurants and then producers as well. So, I mean, from Six Point Craft Ales to Pickle Makers to Mass Chocolates, I mean, it's it's going to be um, never going to want to leave the Are they going to provide like pickle recipes or beer recipes and chocolate oh, yeah. recipes? Yeah, we got a homebrew so recipe. Make it that yourself, and then the restaurants will have like, you know, very much complete so, yeah. dish. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a massive cookbook. It's definitely a wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know any other emphatic statement to say other than wow when I saw it the first time, too. Wow. Really okay. Cool. Rockin'. Yeah. How's that? <laughs> What's the other one? I'm like, now I want to hear about the other cookbook you were working on. Oh, uh, yes. Clinton Street Baking Company in, in Manhattan. Too. Yeah, I saw a lot of pancakes. So <laughs> six days embedded in that You don't restaurant. bake pancakes? <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, it was a lot of pancakes and it was six days in the like restaurant. You say that like it's a bad thing. No, not at all, actually. <laughs> that sounds like the best cake ever. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't bad because it was used as both a, a fuel and as fodder uh, to feed the people that were getting annoyed that we were taking tables away and shooting in real time. Because oh, that place cool. never closes. I mean, from four to six every day, but line out the door and not just brunch time. It's, it's, it's crazy nuts there, but... Uh, it was an enjoyable. So you got to catch some of the excitement, the action. Oh yeah, in they the were, moment of, at the restaurant. Ve- yeah, yeah, ah. definitely did that. So yeah. photo, kind of like a verite feel. Yeah, I, just, I felt embedded. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, did you do that thing where you turn the camera around and you shoot yourself? Little like, helicopter Aah! shot. No, <laughs> no, I haven't gone meta yet, but uh, <laughs> hope to someday. Yeah, there's very few photo- photos of yourself. I actually, I want to bring that up. There's very few photos of yourself and also you, Deb, on your blog. It's all about the food. Sometimes your hands make it in there. My hands aren't really that cute, so I don't really think they're <laughs> no, ready for their nice clothes. Nice color on the nails. Yeah, right it's now. all checked. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I never. I never really think about it. It doesn't really occur to me to turn the camera around. I, I didn't, by the way, even realize that I don't really have pictures of myself mm-hmm. until, until I was like in these meetings for cookbooks, and they were like, you know, we don't really know anything about you. I'm like, what are you even talking about? I have to you write. Site. You write all of. You know, you put your heart and soul in your yeah, writing. Like, what how you? do you not know things? But I guess, I guess, with like an absence of pictures, but it's it's not about me. It's not about my face, at least. Thank God. I mean, <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. I just, I feel like I, I got that a lot too. People are like, why don't you get in front of the camera more? I don't know. I guess maybe it's just a personality. Like, I, I think I'm definitely, I'm not shy and I love meeting people, but I'm just not somebody who's going to slap my picture up a lot of places. It's just not, it's not me. It's not, it's not a judgment. I'm just, I'm not. It's not me. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So the Smitten Kitchen will have a uh, cookbook. will have lots of beautiful food photography. And, I hope so. Yeah. And are you shooting it? I am shooting it. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. I'm insane. <laughs> that is really cool. Um, yeah. I, it's kind of crazy. It's just I wasn't, you know, necessarily set on that at the outset. And then I just realized that it really wouldn't look like a Smitten Kitchen cookbook unless the photos looked like mine. But I'm just... I. 
I always joke that I'm not like a real food photographer. I just play one on the internet. So it's just sort of like a, I sort of can't believe I'm going to be doing it's something be for print. a printed page. And yet, I mean, I, I am happy with the photos I'm taking for the most part. Happy. I don't think anyone's ever truly satisfied, but I just mean like, I, I think that it does reflect what I'm trying to say about the food. So mm-hmm. um, are, it would are, be weird if somebody else was doing it. Are you going to do anything differently? Um in order, because it's in print rather than online, is there anything that need necessarily needs to change? Um, or you're trying I'm actually going to gonna find out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to meet with their art department. They're going to give me some guidance, and you know, because I've never really done a project like this before. But I think for the most part, it's going to look similar. I mean, I it's a small you apartment, it's a tiny kitchen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I always, um, I've actually always shot raw, full size pictures because yeah. I just rather have the largest file possible um so i never have to go oops i don't have a big enough file so for me i always do raw huge files i save the original um obviously i i like storing a ton of data Um, (laughs) but i just feel like you're covered for everything if you do it that way michael do you find a difference now you shoot mostly for print um yeah the majority is print not much i mean i I have a little running blog that Mm -hmm. i put some photos on to appease my parents um i was over there this morning i checked it out it looks great oh yeah it's it's in a not to have a web presence it's in a it's in a reformat right now um but yeah no it's i'm the same way always shoot the largest file available um you never know where it's going to end up. I mean, I've had requests for things like as large as billboards, and if you shoot a small, low-res JPEG, you're not going to be able to, you know, give them the quality that they need. So, so do you th- and I bet you can remember every time you've needed a larger photo, and it was the time that you didn't take oh, yeah. it, or you didn't realize your camera was set to small or oh, something yeah. no, like that, I do and that you every remember once it. In a while. Yeah, yeah. For me, it would actually be my bio picture. I'm sorry, I can't give you a larger one. This is all I have. Well, it's a funny thing going from analog to digital in that. You know, analog, you knew what kind of film you had. You had mm-hmm. 35, you had medium formats, and you knew its constraints and abilities. Uh, digital, yeah, flick of a button, all of a sudden you're shooting low res, or all of a sudden you're shooting, you know, TIFF. <laughs> and, yeah, so you have to be very cautious of what settings you have on. I can't tell you how many times I've done that. I look at it, I'm like, oh, these are all fuzzy pictures. They're <laughs> terrible. Anyway, well, this is the difference between a professional photographer and one who just plays one on the internet. <laughs> Maybe you can give me some tips for uh, my monstrous uh, I, I consider myself projects. just a hobbyist that gets paid for what I want to do. So. That's the best gig <laughs> in the earth. That's beautiful. That's and and your blog started as a hobby, too. Didn't it did. Right? I just yeah. like to cook, and I just and thought it was for it. fun. And it's crazy. It's wild that you can do that, that you can you know just sort of be like, well, I've got this job, and you know it's okay, and it's fine. I have a job, you know, and then all of a sudden just actually wake up every day and do something that you're so excited to do it's it's awesome it's i wish more people got to do it um but it's congratulations been a really fun opportunity. congratulations well you can tell you know in your writing and your the fact that you, you do it so often that it's obviously you know for for pure fun and passion and um so thank you and you know michael your your work is prolific i was in whole foods the other day it's all over the place <laughs> really yeah. that's yeah, fantastic it's Square. It's no bowery sorry it, it's all over the place. And, and uh, did you, didn't you just get an award for um, something? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. It was, um, maybe it was a while ago for the photos. Yeah, I mean, uh, edible. I, I've gotten some <laughs> award for those. Edible Awards, PDN, Photo uh, District News. And we recently, actually for the section that I shoot, won a James Beard Award uh, via right. our writer, Rachel Warden. That's um, fantastic. And I keep on pushing those Beard Awards to have more photo categories, I know. too. Really but, uh, no, it's been, it's been a huge boon to the magazine and the edible community. It was their first nomination and, you know, win. So it's um, terrific. Yeah, Back it's, of the house. Yeah, so it's kind of bringing... Winner, Rachel Wharton. Pretty awesome. Go 
edible. Go edible. Yeah. And so you've always been kind of the guy behind the scenes too. You don't shoot yourself like we were saying, but yeah. uh, recently <laughs> you decided to go in front of the radio on this very station. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. That's, that's something new. Yeah. Um, I just started a show called the food scene. We taped two episodes, actually the first two all on food photography. Um, but the show itself is going to be a little more about the convergence of food and art from food artists and industrial designers. But yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to put a bio photo up. <laughs> going to still, you know, stay elusive and, uh, yeah, behind the scenes. Michael's very mysterious, guys. <laughs> yeah, I guess you don't always realize that people are looking for that. Like, you know, and, and you know, what what newspaper writer, what magazine columnist has really ever had needed more than a bio picture? But I guess in the age of blogs and the internet and the amount of, you know, on the ground, you know, in the mix you are with people who read and follow your work, they are looking for more. They're surprised to only see like one picture of you on your website or something like mm-hmm. that. But it, but but it doesn't mean it doesn't occur to you. I'm not the, I'm yeah. not the subject. Well, you know, you know, cheers <laughs> to you guys for keeping it. You know, whatever feels most gen- genuine to you guys and but doing it because you can easily. It was you know, kind of a process pressure. of elimination job for me that mm-hmm. I felt like if I was a photographer, no one would take a photo of me. Um, so it was more that I didn't want my photo taken than I think a conscious decision about any I of it. I do hate having yeah. my photo taken. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, well, that's because you're the natural, you know, the, you're the photographers or hobbyist ones yeah. at it's, that. I don't know. It's what? just a cringe thing. You know, I mean, it's just so weird to see a picture of yourself out there. Even like if somebody is like writing an article or something like that and they're like, we need a bio picture. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. I, this <laughs> picture of me holding a beer. Like, is that what you wanted? <laughs> I don't wow. Know. I can't believe that. Deb has... It, uh, insecurities or you're so confident in the kitchen I'm not <laughs> like, I, I'm not like I, like I said I love being out there and I love meeting people mm-hmm. and I love talking to people I'm obviously not shy or certainly not not talkative or anything like that I just it's just a weird thing to put your picture out there I guess right on so your author photo in the book flap will be super small no I, don't, <laughs> I, don't I do not think I'm allowed to get away with that I think I think everyone's gonna need a little picture and I'm pretty sure that people are gonna be pretty mad if I don't have a picture of the baby sure Ooh. he gets more FaceTime on the site than anyone right now oh um, there you go actually That's... a couple times I've been somewhere and they're like are you Deb and they're like because I'll be pushing this <laughs> and they'll recognize the baby and I'm like man he is totally blowing my cover yeah so has anyone asked is that Deb's baby <laughs> you're just like the babysitter absolutely yeah oh, that would be hilarious that would be fantastic I could oh I should try that sometime oh man so uh, we'll come back in just a few moments uh, we're just gonna play a quick song I thought it would be nice and summary this is Smokey and Miho singing Agua de Marco
I'm your host, Kathy Irway, and uh, this is Heritage Radio Network um, at Roberta's Pizza, brought to you today by White Oak Pastures. Check out them at whiteoakpastures.com. They have really great beef and uh, pasture-raised cattle. So um, we are talking to Michael Harlan Turkel, photo editor from Edible Brooklyn, Edible Manhattan, and uh, various other new upcoming cookbooks, the Brooklyn, the new Brooklyn cookbook. The new Bro- yeah, there the actually baking. is. There's actually an old Brooklyn cookbook called the Brooklyn Cookbook that was written in, a, I think, the early '90s, early to mid '90s, which is also epic and must must get um, with Junior's cheesecakes, you bet, uh, egg creams, but Brooklyn blackout cake. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Wow. I am actually a big fan of like that. That was um, a book that uh, a few friends of mine once like really sought out. Um, for this dinner um, th- with the Whisk and Ladle Supper Club, and we did like a Brooklyn themed dinner. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, and uh, we uh, found out one. We, we uh, sought out one of the authors, and she's a really um, who is it? Lynn t- Stallworth. Lynn yeah. Stallworth, and we had a great brunch with her. That's it's awesome. actually recalled <laughs> in my book. Yeah, Lynn was terrific. She's great. Yeah, you should meet her. Um, so we also have Deb Perelman and uh, the Smitten Kitchen. Sound familiar to anyone? We love it. <laughs> Um, Deb is coming out with a book. We're so excited. The Smitten Kitchen Cookbook. Sometime in 2012. Yeah, it's quite a ways from now, but... Something to look forward to. I'm excited about it. Um, So, Michael, you were talking a little bit about... um, Your show is going to be all about the convergence of food and art. Yeah. um, You know, it it was odd because I had been watching, like... uh, Or listening to NPR, and I think they have a show called Picture Studio or... Um, that has a visual aspect to radio and sometimes a podcast that goes along with it. And then my big interest is in the design, uh, the cogs of the industry, those that don't necessarily get a lot of that FaceTime um, or, you know, media. And that I wanted to go and see what food was built around from the designers, the industrial designers, you know, the artists using food as mediums, uh, the food photographers that, you know, present the books um so it just kind of was a almost selfish exploration or like for me. food yeah. as art you know the beautiful styling uh, oh yeah yeah plating. definitely have a whole food stylist show set up uh cool yeah so so much of uh food is is done for visual you know yeah i mean it I it's like true you eat with your eyes first sometimes so. i would say now more than ever too as I, I learned when you know i was going around talking to people about cookbooks for a couple of weeks that you know, back in the day, you there were there was definitely not a photo for each um, recipe, and there generally still isn't today. And you could often get away with some black and white photos and stuff. And 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 just it's so different now. I mean, I guess coming from blogs and more food magazines, like you really need like I mean, you can't run a. It's very hard, you know, when a cookbook when when they even only run a photo every few dishes, people oh, yeah. feel like they're yeah. missing out. It's I have a really hard time with a cookbook where I can't see the dish. Like, I feel like it's going to inform me of things that the recipe well, may not. Well, you can not. see how close you got to the intended, you know, and... Or sometimes you'll just be like, really? How is this supposed to look on the plate? And it helps, and it's not like you're doing it wrong, but you may want that Yeah, picture. sometimes, you know, and, and, you know, the joy of cooking and all these old, you know, big Bibles of cookbooks, um, you know, you can't get a photo in there for every for every dish, possibly, but I feel like more and more you see 
photos rather than you know tr- diagrams too drawings mm-hmm. or well i mean even more so uh in deb's blog uh it's not just the end product photo anymore i mean it's the processes Process. and i, I mean, love the process yeah i mean that's what i love about your blog i was looking at the lemon bread the other day <laughs> and just seeing the step by step you know sometimes those things aren't in um not many process photos in the new brooklyn cookbook um mm-hmm. so sometimes there's situations where you're like hmm how do I do this? What's it supposed to look like at this stage? And yeah, with Spin Kitchen, uh, there's with almost Spin no Kitchen. question. And yeah. you know, the process photos are sometimes like the biggest, you know, the, the most, uh, the focal point. It's so funny because mm-hmm. I always um, say I do like fake process pictures. I would say in the lemon bread where I was actually trying to show people how to braid it because I knew you needed some visual cues that I actually tried to do more guideposty things. But in most um, recipes, it's not, it's more like just things I thought were pretty as I was cooking because I just I like taking pictures it's really more fun it's not like oh no I have to show what the salad dressing looks like when it's mixed because I'll skip it entirely it's just like if it looked pretty to me so it's more like it it seems like process and informs you about the process but it's not really it was really just things I felt like taking a picture of so again it keeps it really fun for me I Um, can totally agree and and is your camera totally crusted with flour like mine it's not as it, stuff. It, it is it could be it could be a lot cleaner but i try i do a so lot of, it's more like my camera no it's, it's me you know because i'm working during the day most of the yeah, time and he's uh at work so it's it's all me um and so. how do you do that because i'm always getting flour all over my camera and i stop and i'm like my hands are like raw from washing them so much i literally like (laughs) i put something down like let's say like that that with the dough pictures and the braid it's like put it down wash my hands pick up the camera take a picture get your hands messy it's like literally you just like wash your hands and wash your hands it's definitely not as clean as it could be but it's uh not as definitely not as dirty as it could be you need to get one of those underwater housings for your uh i saw that they had it for the 5d is that the new 5d but i'm kind of a i've got a i have a um d d40 i think they should i don't know no no i'm kind of an inept um photographer (laughs) when it comes to new technologies i've been a nikon guy and i just get what's you know i was using like a a model 001 rebel for years i literally just changed this camera like maybe a year and a half ago and that was just because i i couldn't get the external battery pack for they didn't make it anymore (laughs) like i was forced to upgrade but i'm really stubborn with my technology i really like using non i actually don't really use professional stuff um and i just i don't know i don't think it really it's great to have but it doesn't make you a better photographer i mean if your photography is good it really doesn't matter whether you're, you could do it with a point oh, and shoot. i wholly agree with that too you know yeah. you can give See. me like give me whatever camera and i'll figure out how to use it uh, to yeah. the best of my ability i was using that like 90 dollar 50 millimeter until six months ago that was all i was using and i cannot i don't think anyone can really tell the difference when i like upgraded to a professional one but that was you can you can do anything wow. with it. it's That's... just it's just a matter of knowing how to use the camera i think a lot of times people I mean, it's great if you want to spend a lot of money on something. I'm really cheap, and I don't. So <laughs> I just, I just, you know, you, you learn to use what you have. It, it doesn't. But you're the you're, you're the photographer. No, you no, I completely, I completely agree <laughs> with no, that. No, I think yeah. this is cool. It's kind of like you know when people say you know you're a natural cook when you can throw in any situation, like any crazy Make small something. kitchen and random ingredients and you can make something versus needing your $200 chef's knife or something like that it's got nothing to do with it I mean they're nice to have it's they're all nice to haves but it's not a necessary to create it's you know you didn't people were creating things long before we had fancy industries to support your creativity is (laughs) (laughs) but I mean I could use it forever though I mean I just uh I don't baby food it's kind of tough 
Yeah. Have you been making baby food? Yeah, I just yeah, started. Deb was yeah. like making me drool with her mango <laughs> passion and stuff. They've got it pretty good. I, like I was just look, I, I work from home. I've got the time. I you know I've got the market nearby. I'm, this is not like I think everyone should make their own baby food. This is really just something that I can pull off, and so I'm trying to. And also, baby food doesn't support you guys because I could just talk and talk, and talk <laughs> about the baby stuff. But I just mean like it's not. Um, it sounds like a big commitment, but they're literally only on it for like six months. Maybe it's not like, and they don't eat that much. So you make a big batch just something you freeze it it's like i it's just the applesauce just it doesn't taste it tastes so different you know and i got like anyway i'll stop but anyway, it tastes so, so different from the there's just no compar- yeah there's yeah. no comparison yeah. mm-hmm. i mean no matter even if you're buying i mean there's just no comparison so i went to the green market and i got some cold storage apples and you know they're so cheap you bet you know you get these big bags for like a dollar right now Still and going. Then you just yeah exactly and they just taste amazing and it takes no time at all but like i said this is not like i think everyone should sit home and like you know <laughs> boil down their own apples it's just like i had the time to do it and i wanted to try to see if i could so and it tastes good it does taste really good i kind of don't want to share some of this stuff like the the secrets the vanilla no the, the i made him like balsamic and oh like actually bean share pears. with the baby yeah i don't want to share with the baby like i know he's my kid oh. <laughs> no i don't want to i don't want to share with him it tastes really good <laughs> so while this baby's uh getting some apple mousse and balsamic and whatever <laughs> um just playing around i mean if you're if you're used to being in the kitchen you're like i wonder what would happen if i put fresh vanilla bean in here you know it's just it's just totally. like you can't help it but it's just fun. try to play around and as long as you don't splash baby. it with like vermouth or something. Of course, I would never do that. I but. never want the baby to sleep through the night or anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, one quick question for both of you guys: uh, What's the perfect date meal, perfect or something date. you would make to impress somebody awesome? <laughs> My husband's sitting over there, and he's like, "Please say steak. Please say steak." <laughs> yeah, well, is it steak? It would probably be steak. Bloody, steak, potatoes. Juicy. Or something breakfasty, you know, like good eggs, morning after meal, biscuits, and a good spicy Bloody Mary. All right, everybody loves breakfast for dinner anyway. Oh yeah, breakfast anytime. Breakfast for dinner is very uh, hip right now. It is. It's casual. It's 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 casual, and it's just like you never get breakfast anymore. Nobody sits down on a Monday and eats a real breakfast with biscuits and eggs. And I make myself breakfast for dinner all the (laughs) time. You're the not eating out girl. You probably do, but the (laughs) rest of us are like eating oatmeal twenty four seven. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing cups of yogurt and kind of icky granola, and you know, I mean, it's kind of bland. But you know, you at dinner time, you do fresh baked biscuit and all that stuff. So good. That sounds fun. And then do dinner for breakfast. Dinner for breakfast. Oh That's weird. <laughs> no, I actually I remember. Um, I mean, cold my pizza. I'll, I'll do any day. Any oh, day I know. It, it's so good. I mean, that it, you know, sweet breakfast is really an American thing. I still remember. Um, friend of a friend from Cambodia and she said that they uh they eat like spicy beef noodles for breakfast and I was like that sounds so good I'm into she spice can, for breakfast yeah that sounds really good sounds good Michael do you have any secrets of of the you know the the date meals yeah. I don't know it's funny I think it's something that I am not in the kitchen for you know like oysters and bread and cheese something that doesn't take much you can, preparation you can check that oyster yeah yeah I mean but Sometimes I, I mouth feed it, <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes I find myself getting stuck in the kitchen. Well, not stuck, but staying in the kitchen when uh. I'm cooking a meal for a whole bunch of people. So I think it's 
the ones that I'm out there and interacting with them mm-hmm. the best, um, the most is the, is the best meal, you know, for a date. Definitely. So you, you know, yeah, you can relax. I like all time. the preparation that goes into, you know, I'm I'm an avid bread baker and I like doing that kind of stuff. And but sometimes it's it's that whimsy, you know, just you know, being able to pick something up on the way home and prep it in ten minutes and just be ready. I like and, that. Whatever yeah. strikes your fancy. Well, I think when you're when you're hosting too, it's really nice for the food not to be too showy. I mean, not only nice for you because that means it was probably a more enjoyable, relaxed process for you to create it, but so people can feel more relaxed. I mean, you bust out an eighteen course meal, people are like, <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, this is really great. Wow, I can't believe you did this. It's not like as relaxed as like, actually, I just threw together some pizza and a nice big green salad and here's a couple beers. Like, well, how good is that? I got to witness Michael throw together a lot of pizzas. <laughs> oh, I had oh one God. party and uh, yeah, that was fun. I, I don't know about relaxing, but it was definitely, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how See, I want to be one. at I a got, party. I got you get stuck, stuck in the kitchen because yeah, totally. you have to make each one. If oh, you can I find even par-baked them It's too. like one but, after another. But it was it, boom, boom, boom. I think it was over 20 pies, 14 different types. Yeah, it was a hot kitchen. There were some complexities. Yeah, and um, <laughs> it's I, I do a pizza party this Saturday after uh, Thanksgiving and um you pump that oven up to, you know, 550 and oh, I have yeah. a small apartment. Probably and melting. 30, 40. I don't even know how many people came this year. Oh um, but yeah, it was a... We are well fed. You need to host it here well next fed. year. Roberta's. Oh, no. We're doing we're doing a grilled pizza party during the summer oh. this year. And just, yeah. Even outside in November, though, I mean, the grill will keep you so... Oh, yeah. 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 Hot that it'll be fine. Especially with this weather we've been having in full mm-hmm. <laughs> global exactly. warming. All right. Let's, let's, um, let's do our pizza thing um, and... Enjoy the rest of our week. You can listen to Michael's show on Tuesdays. I don't know yet. We taped it on a Tuesday, but uh, it's it's stockpiled <laughs> at the moment. We'll announce the you know show day and time, but it's called the Food Scene. You can find it on Heritage Radio awesome. Networks, and uh, yeah, it should be hearing more of me soon. And cool. thank thank you so much for having me. No, thank you so much for coming thank here. You for having me. It was thank really you, fun. Deb Smitten Kitchen. Check it out, <laughs> of course, if you haven't. And I uh, look forward to both of your cookbooks. Uh, we'll see you next week. I'm your host, Kathy Ari. This is Let's Eat In. For a pairing on Let's Eat In, Deb Paramount and Michael Harlan will receive 2010-2011 New York City Shopping Guides from Zagat, just released, based on the discerning opinions of 7,500 of New York's most sophisticated shoppers, Zagat's new 2010-2011 New York City Shopping Guide has all you need to know about 2,345 top establishments citywide, ranging from your favorite designer to chic boutiques and that special hidden gem. For more information on Zagat, you can go to www.zagat.com. Thanks for listening. Oh, that's good. Love